Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yaf, is your, is your mic on? Sure is. Okay, cool. How am I looking? Uh, looking good, bro. Yeah? Looking, looking good. Kwame? Yo, hello. Is your, is your mic on? Yeah, it's on. Because you like it's on. to well, talk it's, into... It's, if you think about it, it's actually like a, a gag. Well, you don't have a clock. It's not a gag. It's very... very it's not. Yeah. It's actually not. Not like the monkey. Huh? In the, in the, in the airport. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> it's you, that, bro, that's, that's not funny. Bro, it's very funny. It's not bro. funny. We show, it's, show it after. We're gonna show you. We're gonna show you something no, later no, on today, yeah. Niche. And we're all gonna vote whether or not it's funny or it's not. <laughs> and I think it's ridiculously not funny. I think it's very artistic. I think yeah. it's stupid. It's probably no, the good. stupidest thing I've ever seen on the on the internet. No, no, you see A man tries to bring no, a monkey. No, 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 Give it context. It's a spin-off. It's a spin-off yeah. episode. Uh, like I like to um start the recording just like like this. We're recording, bro. Uh, oh, you you having a drink, yeah? Like, it's really funny how like the, the room goes really quiet. Yeah, Do you know like, what I mean? It's like, ah, oh, shit. Silent, Everyone's quiet and that. But um, yeah, I've been recording for like the last, what, two minutes now? <laughs> 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 yeah, I like to ease into, ease into episodes and not make it feel like it's like, all right, we're on. Like, turn on everybody and, and like we can go. But um, yeah, we're here, man. We're here. What's going where, on? Where, where are we? Where are we? We are in the west side of Amsterdam at Ooh. the Panics. Big shout out to Auntie Anya. Um, <laughs> the location of our screening, of our Golden Generation screening. But we're here for a, a very different reason today. Where is that, Key? Huh? Where is that reason? Well, first of all, mm. if you're what listening, reason? you're tuned into the Out of Home podcast, the show brought to you by four Londoners, capturing and sharing stories of inspiring people while sharing our own. In the building, <laughs> for the first time in a long time, First time in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> we got the mandem and the kill them. Yes. Mm. It's mad. So um, yeah, please tell tell me why we're we're here, Stephen. We're basically here to celebrate some dope women in our lives. I think we've been yeah. in Amsterdam like uh, max eight years or less, and I think in that journey we've met some amazing, incredible women, and we're very conscious that our platform is for guys but today and every day we want to get a different point of view we want to celebrate all the stuff that you guys have been doing as well because it's actually led in one way to inspiring what we do mm. and then we just want to pass the mic and have a conversation today and then we'll be talking around uh, your journey how you got here because all of us have six stories have left yeah, for different sure. places had different experiences uh, careers what we like, what we don't like, and then just chop it up. And so, like, today's about all of you and us not talking that much, so that's why I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> but the first thing we're going to do to get cracking is what we normally do. Obviously, I mean, which is what, man? We normally 
in, we'll intro ourselves and we're going to ask you all what made you smile this week. And then this is just like a little thing just to say how we show appreciation and stay positive about everything that happens in the week. We know like it can be very stressful, but there's at least one thing that makes me smile. I'm even going to remember what made me smile this week as well. Wow. Because at times it can take you a while to think back after the just, week you've just had. just so much to smile about, isn't it? <laughs> Sometimes, Stephen, you don't even remember what happened like four hours ago, bro. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> Anna's laughing to confirm. <laughs> that is a deep case. <laughs> to be fair, I'm very forgetful. Sorry, Olive. Like, I have to say this on... on, on like, I've got to say this on... on, on, on yeah, air. we yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta say this on air. We heard about this situation. So last week, <laughs> so last week when we were sending out, okay, you're gonna hear right now. Last week when we were sending out invites, I uh, made the terrible mistake of telling Olive that it was Sunday that we were gonna be meeting up, and the Sunday would have been the tomorrow of the Saturday, which was last week. <laughs> Olive proceeded down here with Sharice. Oh, no. Amri, I'm sorry. Andrea. You there as well? Oh so God, to you as well. Oh God, you were there as well. I didn't even know. I didn't even get to send you an apology. <laughs> I'm very sorry. So I'm, I'm apologizing on air. I, I really appreciate the fact that you came through today, and I want to apologize in front of everybody. <laughs> the apology should be loud as the disrespect. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm very, very sorry, and I, I thank you guys for for actually coming today. So um, yeah, but um, let's go around the room. <laughs> Figure out what made us smile this week. Uh, should we start or should we yeah, hand we these should, off? Yeah, we should start. Okay, I might cool, forget. man. Go on then, bro. Okay, right, you will forget. All right, for those who don't know, Stephen, and what made me smile this week, it's an easy one. Obviously, we had uh, several screenings this week. Um, several? The, se- no. It was one. <laughs> Just one. We had several I mean, events. the screen was that big. It could have been it could on have been. several screenings. Yeah. I had my own screenings. I was inviting people to come and watch it. Watch it. My... Um, this guy in his post-rational... Bruv, we had one. It's kind of... You don't need to I push it. I had multiple. Anyone listening, we had multiple. Okay. But uh, we had screenings. Uh, it's Big Bad, PAF Cinema. I'm sure the guys will touch on it. But it was amazing to see everybody come down and to see our film in a cinema. And, like, it was, seats were filled. Vibes were immaculate. And it was a lot of fun. And then shout out to Abby, Tessa, and everybody that made that happen. Go, Abby. And everybody that uh, turned up for that. So... That's what made me smile. I'm going to pass it over to Yafu. Thank you very much. Very simple. What made me smile this week was being back in Amsterdam. Everyone knows that I'm... If I was a bad B on Instagram, I would wow. have the pin location. Wow. London, Amsterdam. And, and, Amsterdam. And for the first time, it would make sense, isn't it? A lot of times people have it and they don't really do both, but you actually do both. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, that Drake so line I, comes to mind. Sorry. Back and forth across the borderline. You know what I'm saying? Hate to leave the city, but i got to do the overtime. That's it. Yeah. Um, so I'd been in London for a minute. I think the last time I was here was when we were here, like doing the screening, which was about a month ago now. So, um, yeah, just get back to a slower pace of life. Um, seeing my wonderful lady over there. Um, and, you know, just <laughs> seeing, seeing, seeing my good people from Amsterdam because I feel like the energy here is very different to what you yeah, experienced in London. So just to kind of recenter myself, get back here. And that was very simply what made me smile. Um, how we, are, we, are we doing it and then we hand over yeah, to yeah, everyone else? Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. All right. Kwame. Thank you. Um, what made me smile was, yeah, just similar to what the guys have said, you know, the this is our third um, screening, but our first 
showcase in the actual film cinema and like it was crazy to, to have on a Friday night during snow and rain people still came out and we like filled up a room of 80 seats and also Anya said good news that because we um, because the film has now got a, a, a theatrical release and now means that we can do more things in terms of like um, next steps for the film in terms of like budgets and promotion so that's a good that's a good sign so and Kieran said it was a happy accident and just um yeah just like just just it's just it's a lovely feeling to have this energy of us and also you know like today around us and it's like a real for me also a real like a full circle moment because like maybe two and a half years ago or during lockdown we we met on that famous Friday when the man them were laughably late laughably for our meeting yeah who was late Who's like, Every, shame. Everyone, but everyone that wasn't Kwame. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, we were here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, no, we were here. We were around the way, fam. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no. Right, was, yeah, we do this. We do this. Anyways, um, huh? yeah, yeah. It's okay. Continue. But um, <laughs> it's a right. shit. no, but um, it's a beautiful thing to be back at the Panics, and um, you know, with, with this, with this important discussion. And so, I think I'm the last. Look, oh, Kieran's last one. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Last but. By no means least. For sure. Um, <laughs> what's been making me smile? Uh, yeah, the screening, that was dope. Uh, that really made me smile. Being back in Amsterdam, man, being with my peoples, like, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, you guys covered it for sure. Um, what's up? Oh, God. No, it's called computer, bro. While um, Kieran is dissecting and oh, solving, right. uh, has everyone been told to, about though. the mic etiquette? All case. Okay. <laughs> this is going to keep doing it, bro. It's very out of home. It's very, very on brand for us. I feel um, like this is going to keep doing it. So, every, anytime you talk into the mic, you have to, like, project your voice into the microphone. Sometimes Kwame does this. Sometimes I do this. Sometimes Stephen does this. But this is the best way to, to get your voice heard. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. to speak. So, so, yeah, like, we're going to pass the mics around the room. Uh, who'd like to go first and tell us what made him smile? To Kwame's point, if, yeah. no, if people don't want to speak on the mic, that's calm. We ain't, you know... Yeah, for no sure. Like, there's no pressure at all, There's man. no pressure. You want to go? And you, you also, a very special guest, I was also here for the screening, oh, and yeah. then linked up and then came back to show. I'll let you introduce yourself and then what made you smile as well. Thank you. <clears throat> so, I'm AG. Um, well, what made me smile this week? Let me think. I think... Uh, so, right now in my life, I'm in a process where... Um, it's the very entrepreneur uh, side of myself, which is coming out. And I want to create um, a business which is in link with my interests, like videography. And I also want to link it with my hometown, so Guadeloupe in the Caribbean. So I'm creating um, these this villas where people can actually go there and, uh, and make online courses, make e-training. Basically... Um, villas with like filming studios inside and for this I'm collaborating with my father so the thing that made me smile is like Sick. just to be able to call him way more often than before because we have this project where we can really meet together and it feels very good and different so yeah that's what made me that's smile. That's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And then any, the any more for any more? Oh, Jeez. Love that. Hi everyone. I'm Olive. Yes, Olive. <laughs> what made me smile this week was yesterday I spoke to my mum on FaceTime. I called the house on the weekends usually. All the kids are there, all my nieces and nephews. And I was asking her about her growing up in Jamaica. Um, I'm going to soon. Well, I'm planning to go soon. And 
I need to know all of my aunts and uncles' names, all my cousins' names. So when I go, I'm not like, hey, it's lovely to see you, you know? Uh, so she was going through the family tree with me. She told me that my grandma has like seven or eight siblings. All of her siblings have got seven or eight children. Oh. So there's many names for me to learn. Yeah, but that's good made luck. me smile so much. Yeah, th thank you. <laughs> thank you. And that's made me smile. Amazing. He's next. Auntie Abby. <laughs> um, to be honest, I've been smiling the whole week. <laughs> well, since I came back. Sorry? Since, since I came back. What? Since I came back. <laughs> and no. <laughs> no, of course, that also. But um, from out my work, we had a very important week this week. It was the week of Southeast where a lot of events was um, organized from out different people from the community and groups, but facilitated by us. And um, I had basically two events that I was uh, coordinating and working on. And one of them on Wednesday, I think that's the thing what made me smile the most, was um, an all-women's dinner where we uh, were able to um, bring together 60 women from the community, but also from the corporate side in Southeast. And they had a three-course dinner. And I was very adamant of making sure that the whole dinner was all uh, done by women. And uh, two lovely ladies also came to the rescue that are also here. Tanya and Nina, um, they provided amazing goodie bags where all the women were so enthusiastic about at the event. And this was grown women. Like everyone was so excited about the books that were in it. And, and yeah, I can't go into detail, but... Uh, no, I think that was something that really made me smile. I also cried that night, like the ugly cry in front with a mic in front of my face. But <laughs> but it was happy tears. It was just like very grateful. So I think that really made me smile. And of course, the event with the, with the guys on Friday, which uh, was just very, gave me a lot of energy. So uh, yeah, I hope the smile stays. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Anya. Um, Anya. Um, the snow made me smile on Thursday, uh, Friday. Um, and that everybody braved it to come and see your screening. And then seeing you four on stage, proud, standing there in front of the screen with pathé and big letters. And uh, yeah, it was brilliant. I was like a Cheshire cat watching you four. <laughs> that, was, that was very cool. Yeah, that's it. Thank you. Ooh, ready. The, ready mic, with the, the mic. The mic. Came from nowhere. So I know. Hi, I'm Loya. Um, yeah. What, what What made me smile is actually the invite um, that I got to come here. Um, because I knew, like reading that, I didn't know what I'm up for or coming here. Um, but I knew you're gonna bring together inspiring women, and I think it's such an honor to get this invite. It's so. It's just so cool what you guys are doing, and I really. I don't know, I knew the energy you guys have, you always bring to the table, and it, it really made me smile when I, when I got this invite, so thank, thank you. you. Appreciate we'll it. send you the money after. For <laughs> <laughs> got you. Any more for any more? Any more for any more? It will be short and sweet. Hi, I'm Tan. Um, I think what made me smile this week was Kieran. 
like, like, and oh, this is from Nina as well. Like, he's been staying with us, and his his energy is just like lit up our house. Like last night we got back from our friend's birthday, and we was tired, but then we put on YouTube, and then we just started singing to the most random, like old school tracks. I've lost my voice, and it was just nice to have him. It's just nice to have him around. So um, you made me smile this week. Oh mate. man, don't thank cry. you, man. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cry later. I'm not going to see it. Anybody else want to jump on the mic? Ooh. Hi, I'm Ria. Um, and what made me smile is I went to Disneyland with my sister for her birthday and my oh, friends. Which one? Which one? Um, Paris, just uh, the one obviously. down the road. Obviously. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, down the road, that's mad. Dope, dope. That's, that's actually so sick that we can I've say I've never that. been. I've never been to Disneyland. Are you serious? Down the road. Swear down. Yeah. What? Yeah. Is it, is it magical? Yeah. Oh, yeah, really? we're going. Me and... What, now? Well, confirmed. <laughs> After this. Tell us, did it? Tell us, too. At some point, we'll check the, what's left in the coffers and then... Um... <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> we broke. <laughs> now, I can also give a bit of content. Unless anyone else has anything that made them smile. No. Nope. Oh, All right, come. I can give a bit of context. So we um, also had a, a panel talk on Thursday where we spoke to kind of like the next next generation or just pe people from the community which also Abby kind of helped to set up as well and then we had like a really good conversations and the Q&A from that a lot of people asking about um, kind of uh, careers and mm -hmm. kind of like advice and then uh, networking and then kind of the inspiration for today was like with that conversation uh, we wanted to have a similar conversation but open it out because I think when we were doing that session it was from our point of view which is like one perspective and it got us thinking about Actually, we were curious to find out, like, how is careers, networking, and all the questions that we were asked, how is that from a different point of view? So we just wanted to have an open uh, discussion today um, and just kind of, like, inspire other people because I think it was really good to be in that room. Um, some, of the, some of the kids, well, I keep saying kids, man's uncle. uncle out here. Well, <laughs> edit Embrace it. Out, it. Edit it out. Um, some of the kids, like, we met on Thursday and uh, they were so inspired that they were at the screening on Friday. I remember, mm. like, I remember, I think Yaf gave them um, the details. And he was like, there's one kid that was asking about, um, when is it? Yaf said, tomorrow. And the kids just, like, instantly checked his, checked whatever he was doing and then it was good to see them uh, on Friday. So yeah, I think it's yeah. really powerful when we can share our experiences and, like, it might not mean much to you, but then there's definitely someone listening that's going to gravitate uh, to that. Like, you're starting a project as well, which is, which is dope and amazing. So I just wanted to open it up and just ask, what's it like? Just what was your journey like in terms of we all... I think all of us have moved from somewhere to come here, but, like, what's that journey been like and what was that decision, that process of making a decision to leave where you're coming from home to come and start out in a new career? Yeah. To, to add a little bit of context, because I know we're going to ask that question, then everyone's going to look at each other to see who's going to go first. But um, when we were having this discussion, and you might have also seen us hiding behind there, trying to, like, <laughs> align quickly. Um, As we do. But we, I think we spoke, what was it, like, not Friday gone, the Friday before that, so about nine days ago. And we was, we was like, we're, we're all going to be in Amsterdam. We've all got amazing friends and people that we're connected to. Like, let's, let's, have a com let's have a conversation bigger than just us because, as mentioned, we're four guys who have a certain perspective, but we really wanted to just... We really wanted to open up the conversation yeah. and, like, just get different points of view because... Like, my little sisters listen to the podcast, but they're listening to a male perspective. 
You know, I've got other female friends. My girlfriend listens to the podcast sometimes. Um, and that, you know, some male perspectives. So you're like, all right, we're all going to be in one place. How can we really get the most out of this conversation? Which is why we're all here, which is why... Um, lawyer, you didn't know what you was going to be talking about, but you do now. Same to you, Tanya. Um, but yeah, we, we we reached out to all of you because you inspire us. Yeah. And I, I think that word is very overused, but that's how we feel. Yeah. That's how we feel about everyone, each and everyone here. And we, we just wanted to like extract a little bit of knowledge, sprinkles of conversations that you guys might have, and hopefully it can, you know, we can pass it on to our audience as well. So that's a little bit more context as to why the fuck we're all here <laughs> on a Sunday. Um, Trust me. So, yeah, I know Stephen asked a question like, does anybody, does anybody want to open up and talk a little bit about their journey, why they're here? And then we'll just have an open conversation from there. Oh, I love it. Anya's, Anya's volunteered herself. <laughs> keep it really short so I'm the oldest by far here um, and I've been the longest here I think because I've been here 20 years um, and I also moved from it's debatable I'd say London but some people say I'm not from London I'm from Kingston but it is London it's the London KT postcodes what I'm saying <laughs> kind of London Olive agrees with me because she's from Bromley so we've lived with this kind of uh, yeah uh, London is not allowing us in but um but I moved here for a better work-life balance. I didn't come here with work. I just packed up and moved here with my ex-husband 20 years ago. Um, and yeah, for me, it's, it's probably the best decision I ever made. Um, every day I'm grateful for the fact that I live in this country. I know that it has its issues, but it's also given me so much. And my background is that I'm half Polish, brought up by a single mum, a Polish mum. I never was English enough. I was never Polish enough. And ironically here, I'm just Anya. And that's great. So that's what this country's given me. So I'm going to pass it on to the next person. I was, I was going to uh, ask Anya, you spoke about work-life balance. Sorry, sorry, Stephen. For those who are listening, Stephen's basically like, Giving, giving over the mic, but he has to get up to do it. A work-life um, balance, but that's what I bang on about all the time. I think I, I was going on about it when we met as well. But I think that um, also for me it was, I love London, and London was amazing to grow up there, and, you know, I'm really into my music, I'm really into subcultures, so London was amazing, but when it came to work, it was not right for me. It, it, didn't, it, it didn't match the way I'd been brought up. And so it felt out of sync and I couldn't chase the money and I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't survive in, in the politics of, of workplace. It just was just out of sync. And I moved here when I was 30 and I was exhausted, completely ready to do anything but work in the media. I work in the media. Um, and uh, yeah, it, and that for me, this, this place was about... Um, focusing on the stuff that you're passionate about without having to chase the money and I think that's the Netherlands is quite strange like that and different to London that you can lead a simpler life here and if you choose to place more importance on the stuff you're passionate about or family like I've got two daughters Lana's here um you can do that I don't I don't know if I could live the way I live or do what I do if I was in London maybe I could maybe I'm 
being a bit negative about it all. But um, yeah, I think it's uh, for me definitely a, a much healthier as a 50 year old woman. It's way healthier than if I'd been in London. Is that answering it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely. I also feel really weird talking about it so seriously because no, normally no, no, we, no. we banter about these things. What, so. what's a good opening. For, for everyone around the table, what do you actually do? And for our listeners, what do you actually do, Anya? We um, obviously know, but... <laughs> what do I do? Yeah. Um, major imposter syndrome when you ask me stuff like that. <laughs> um, I am one of the partners at The Panics. And on paper, I am an executive producer. So I'm meant to produce, but I'm very disorganised. Um, and I'm much better at just um, coming up with ideas and uh, hustling and then... Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not. I'm and, not really told you imposter syndrome. And if, if anyone explain. doesn't know, listening around the world, what is the panics exactly? Like, what, what do they do? <laughs> you guys are good. Yeah. <laughs> so we do, um, baby. Yeah. No, the panics is um, on paper. It's a film production company, but we. It's. I've been here also for 20 years with the panics. We are. Uh, it's an excuse for us to turn our hand to whatever creative thing we want to do. So it's always been about flexibility and creativity. And again, this wouldn't exist in London because you'd have to chase the money. The money. And we, our, our measure of success is being able to turn down jobs that we don't want to do. So that's, that's the aim. I know, I know um, you just mentioned something that I think I've been speaking to Tan with a lot as well. And I, like, I kind of feel it as well the whole idea of imposter syndrome like how do you like combat that like how does that come up how does it manifest in your like day to day and then how do you like deal with it because it's something I think that we all kind of suffer from in some sort of way you know it's funny it's talking to you guys it kicks in really for some reason if I'm working I very rarely worry about what people think about me and that's probably why I'm at the panics and I've always been it's kind of like I walk my own path nobody understood me back home because you know people if they take you at face value they'll always have an opinion on you and you can't manage people's opinions on you. you you have no influence on what people think of you so all you can do is just walk your own path and do what you do so if I'm in the work situation I really I, I'm it's not that I'm confident, I just walk the path and I, I do it in this environment because this is my home and my family. Um, when you put me amongst peers, like you guys, ladies, that then the imposter syndrome kicks in because then I'm like, oh, maybe I should be, you know... And it's not about work, it's not about money, it's more about uh, how you live your life. What do you represent as a woman? How much should, should you... How much knowledge should you pass on? How, what are your values... Um, what do you get angry about? What do you love? You know, th those kind of things. And I always feel like I should be doing more, 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 more. So that's where the imposter syndrome comes in. And maybe, yeah, I've, I've never been very good at blowing my own trumpet. I can blow... <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> <laughs> no, let's leave it at that. Let's... <laughs> we know where you was going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know where you was going. <laughs> we're good, we're good. <laughs> We're good, but no, but but, Adio, but Adio, like you, 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 you raise a good point. Like you, 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 I can't, you said, I think you said this to someone uh, at some Thanks point. We all have, um, we all have, uh, um, we all have imposter syndrome, right? 
but I can imagine people are looking at you and being like the same thing. Like, you know, you're, you, this is like your workplace that you helped build. You're 20 years in the game. Like, next to you is a person, la hello, Lana. Like, it's part, it's, it's, it's part of your legacy. Do you understand? Like, you've lived life to a degree. You have two kids. So, it's, it's funny you said that, but in, our, in, our, in other realms, we, we could all look at you and think we have imposter syndrome. Like, rah, like, this woman's at the same table as us, her table, and we're just here. So, like, it, it, long story short, it's all, it's, it's all relative, and, and, and it's not strange, and it's something that we all have. So, yeah, shout sh- sh- out to you and, and, and yeah, everything you've done. I think it's something that you, you just have to keep fighting because I, I do sound like a broke... I'm going to sit up straight as well because you can see that I'm going completely bent over. No, it's it's something that I still battle with all the time, but at least I know that um, I've done many things correct and the main one is being in this country, having two daughters, making sure that they're not going to you know carry some of the baggage of not being enough that I carry from my background um so that's all right you know we just keep moving forward and opening doors you have to open doors behind you know as you walk forward keep the doors open for all of you guys as well to come through thank you abby has the mic yeah no i think it's very beautiful how open you were because i think we just begin with the conversation but you said something which i see um as a very feminine thing that happens in the sense of that a lot of women um, around me, I feel, have that more easier than men, for instance, in a professional workspace. And, yeah, I'm just curious also what the rest of the group thinks about, about, about that, what I just said. Because coincidentally, a few weeks ago, I had a conversation with Amber. Um, we, we saw her on Friday. And I was also expressing to her, like, yeah, I want to do this, but da, da, da. And she was like, yeah, you can definitely do it. And I'm like, I know, but I first have to do this, da, 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 da. And she's like, why do you have to do all those things? And I said, like, no, but I first have to have to be able to prove this, have this on paper and that before I go to someone. Like, it's that mindset of, no, I know, I have to mind the details, I have to be prepared, because I know that if I will then be in a in a hall, for instance, with men when it comes professionally, that's where they more, um, how do you call it, mind on details when it comes to women in comparison when it comes to men. Like, I feel that men can more easily be like, yeah, you know, I'll just, I'll just do it afterwards. If, if someone, for instance, asks, like, hey, do you have the research to show that? Yeah, yeah, I got it. I will send you afterwards. Did I have it? But... <laughs> They, they, I think they might not have that energy and that imposter syndrome the way we as women have it. And that's kind of a conclusion I'm now drawing, but I'm very interested in the rest. Of, I see Olive looking at me like I'm ready. So <laughs> I think it's the fear of not doing it right. And I think that's the difference between like guys and girls like we want to we want to do every single step so we know we've done it completely right everything one is a hundred percent rather than because I, I feel you like my friends be saying to me why don't you just go and do that idea like that's an amazing idea you've got the resources you can talk to different people but then my imposter syndrome comes like well I don't want to ask them for help or I want to do it all myself so that I can get everything right and I know for myself that I know the whole process um yeah um, to add to your point, I don't know if I'm adding. Um, I think what I find is that maybe as women, 
we're not allowed to toot our own horn, like, as much. Like, we're not allowed to say that, like, yeah, you're, we're sick, like, I'm, I'm lit. Um, and I remember listening to, I think it's like an interview or a conversation that Tyler, the creator, had in Paris with Converse. And one of my best friends sent it to the group chat. And she was like, nah, I need to be like, man, them. Like, he just said, like, I remember him talking to some woman. And she was like, he was like, oh, yeah, just do it. And she was saying that it's so interesting because she keeps watching interviews or talks with guys. And they're just like, yeah, like, we're going to do it. And we don't do that as women. Like, we're always like, oh, I'm not sure. But quite recently, I've, like, I look back on the things that I do. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm. I'm actually kind of good. And my friends are like, no, you're not kind of good. Like, you were good before you even started. And I was like, that, what? <laughs> but um, I find that I find it very hard to, to say, yeah, I'm that, I'm that guy. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's funny, the phrase, because you even said, I'm that guy, <laughs> which is interesting. Where do you, question to the table, like, why, what do you think of those differences between men and women? Like, why is it that, the perception is guys can just go and, like, basically, we can not have something or we can be slightly incompetent, but our, I don't know, I guess we kind of get past it because we're guys versus women who have to have every sort of detail buttoned up. Like, it, I, what I'm hearing is that men, there's a certain um, perception of men that allows them to do things and, and I guess, chase after things that we, the, the thought pro process of women is slightly different is what I'm hearing. I, I don't agree with that. I don't think that we have a different thought process because I love how organised um, the ladies here are saying they are. I'm really disorganised. but um, And I also feel like I have the right to claim whatever I want to do and I'm happy to make mistakes. Uh, this is when it comes to work. See, I'm getting confident now because I'm talking about work. I'm happy to just try stuff without overthinking it. But I do think that, um, to your point, there, there is, and, and to Olive's, there is more of a fear of coming across as weak. That, that's what, what holds me back as imposter right. syndrome is, mm. being late or being sick or, or just saying, I'm finding this tricky or I could have some support with this. That, that's where it is. Like when things get difficult, it's actually saying, this is quite hard. Whereas I think men are, are, are very good at delegating <laughs> and going, yeah, you sort that out. You know, I wish I could delegate easier on stuff. I think, I think as, as women, or for myself, uh, moving from London to Amsterdam um, for a new, like, promotional role... I felt like I had something. <laughs> I felt like I had to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. trust me. See, trust I don't even like this. <laughs> I felt like I had something to prove. Um, like, in, imposter syndrome for me is like something I struggle with a lot. Like, I always feel like I'm battling with myself to prove that I can do what I'm being paid and what someone sees in me, which I don't see in myself. And I think that's a massive problem which I'm trying to get over. But there's there's always something niggling saying, no, this, you're not supposed to be here. Like, why, why are you here? What are you doing here? And as a gay black woman, I don't see many people like myself. So that then triggers me to say, I'm not supposed to be here because there's no one else here like me. Um, so when I, I, I don't know, like I'm trying to find my way out of that imposter syndrome mindset, but it's very hard. Um, <clears throat> I just wanted to ask a follow-up question. 
you said there's not many people like you in the company that you work for. Do you feel a sense of, I don't even know if responsibility is the word, but do you feel like, a, you know, that everyone's looking at you as you represent all gay black women? A hundred percent. And that's why I feel like I have to, I feel like I'm proving it to myself, but to also everybody else that is going to come after me. Like, I try and create spaces in my role. Every role that I'm in, I'm like, okay, who can I put on this? Who can I bring in? Because if I'm not doing it, I feel like no one else is. And it's, I feel it's, it's super important. I didn't have anybody to do that for me. So now that I'm there... It's, you hear all the time, you can't be what you can't see. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I, I never saw it. So, like, I saw Stephen though, but Stephen, Stephen's not a gay, gay black woman. But I saw Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I saw Stephen. I saw, I saw Yaf. Like, I saw people, but they weren't like. Do you know what I mean? They weren't yeah, yeah, yeah. like me. Yeah. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> Hello. Introducing. Yeah, it works. <laughs> Hi, um, Amana. Um, I just wanted to add a thought on this conversation. I think um, there is a component of upbringing that impacts um, these differences. And I think I have a hope that in the future it's going to be different because now it's different, but we still were brought up 20, 30 years ago when it was not different. So I think, um, you know, how... Um, you are building confidence as a person. You're building a lot of confidence in how you respond to situations when you're really young. And um, in many of those situations, at school or in a social circles, um, at that point, girls were not treated um, the way that you can do anything, you know, that you can do the sport, that you can actually be fast enough, that you can play football and all of that. So now it's different, and that's why I have hope that in the future it's going to be different, but I just want to bring that point because even when I look at myself, um, I always had to fight a lot to be considered equal to other guys, and I did fight, and I, and, you know, I was there for it, and I'm here for it today too, but not maybe every single person had that um, in them to do that, actually. So. Okay, I was going to ask a question, follow-up question. Um, who else here feels like they need to fight? Because that sounds like a, it's a daily struggle, almost, or daily battle. Yeah, 100%. You agree? Yeah. yeah. I think the fight comes from, like Anna was saying about um, growing up. Because, again, I was... Um, I've got three older brothers. I, looked up to, I look up to them so much. And the spaces that I wanted to be in were so male-dominated that I had to fight to show that, like, yeah, you guys are guys, okay, that's great, but I'm, I'm a big, bad, bad woman, and I can do this too. Like, yeah. I've got those skills. I've got the ability to do this. I've got the knowledge to do it. Yeah. And the fight comes from being seen as, or being felt like you're being seen as not being able to do it. So I guess, you're, I guess it's a fight with yourself, really. Yeah, I actually want to jump in on your last point. It's a fight with yourself. Like, from my perspective, um, I feel like I never had a fight or had to fight against men, which is interesting. It's probably very different to um, a lot of uh, people around the table. Um, it was more a fight with myself um, and actually also with girlfriends. When you're younger, um, I quickly saw, hey, there's also people that don't want your best. And um, it doesn't always need to be men. So for me, um, 
I actually had the privilege to grow up um, in a household with my mom who was always having my back and who was um, always saying, hey, you're the best. You're like really giving me everything that I needed. Um, and I think that made me very strong and being the person who I am, not questioning whether I'm a woman in a room. Um, but I do know it's very different and it, it has to do with upbringing and with the educational system. We're still not there. I don't think actually it has changed as much as it should be. Um, I also do think there's the social media element to it. Um, I'm not a big fan of social media um, because generally um, I do think there should be more education to it. I think um, that also that gives a lot of imposter um, to you. Um, of course, there are good elements to it. Um, I just think um, it can also bring you down. So, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. No, no, but thank you. No, you, you <laughs> or you, where I ended. No, like, uh, you, 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 definitely, you definitely went somewhere and, like, uh, like you raise a... I think you raise a, a really good point, and even even what Anna and Tanya said, like you know, Tanya, you said like you you you're the only gay black person in your role, um, and I think everyone else here, you know, Anna, you have family who are like in Slovakia and Czech Republic, so like there's a lot of pressure with upbringing. What I mean by that is that if someone meets you, Tanya, you you could be the first person of that ilk that they've met. When someone meets you, Anna, you you, you could be a whole representation of everything that country kind of like stands for. So if they meet a person from that country, they'll be like, oh yeah, that's because I met this person. It's like, no, no, that's just one person, you understand? But we, we can put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And you made a good point just now, lawyer, like social media is a great place. It's also, also a very toxic place. And I think now, not just with the generations like Lalana's and above, but even our generation, you only see the finished product in it. And you see a lot of things that looks clean, polished, almost perfect in it. So sometimes you're like, raw, like, I'm a, I'm a, we, we have it as well, like, you know, like, I'm not going to lie to you, like, like a, lot, a lot of times I see collectives, I see podcasts, so, and it's, I'm guilty of it. The first thing I do is I look at the, 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 the numbers, the followers, you understand? I'm sorry, like, it's true, innit? You understand? I'm like, raw. Yeah, no, but it's true, innit? Yeah, like, and it's, it's, a, it's a good thing, it's a bad thing, but I think there's all things that we can share, um, or that we can... Um, that we share that are negative, positive. And I would say one thing as a man, and I'm aware of this thing, like, hopefully I'm just being honest, like, I've never had to go, go to a conference and be, like, afraid of my outfit. Do you understand? Like, I've never, I've never had to, never, my only thing, I'm trying to think of a haircut. If I ain't got a haircut, then I feel clapped, I feel dead. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, I feel good. But, and I think for women, it's not just dress, it's, it's, it's manner. It's, it, I can imagine there's so many things. Obviously, I'm, I'm very aware that I'm a man speaking on a, on a wide, wide experience. But, um, yeah, so I just, if anyone wants, to, if anyone wants to touch on, you know, sometimes some of the things they have to... Like appearance. Yeah, yeah, appearance. Yeah, just, is, is that, has that ever, ever come yeah, up? Or? Yeah, I've, I've had that um, a lot of times. Oh, sorry, I thought... Um, I've had it a lot of times, especially, so I work in the social field, but also kind of on the edge of, it's sometimes it's kind of political, um, but especially when I used to work at office in the municipality and in general now, I also mind very much on what I'm wearing, like where am I going to now? Um, and also body-wise, um, in terms of fit, that I'm, I'm conscious of the fact that um, 
in general, men will find my, my body attractive. So a lot of times I'm so conscious of it when I go to work or have, if I have some, some meeting or something that I know I will be around men, like, what will I wear? Because just, I just don't want people to think of anything else than what I have to tell or what I want to achieve. So sometimes it's even strategic. Like, you really have to just think about it, like... Oh, okay, let me just wear this blouse, even though I really want to wear a maxi dress today. But I mean, a maxi dress is not gonna, <laughs> it's gonna do the opposite. So yeah, it's things like that, that you just think about. It, it just has like different dimensions that come, come onto it. But I actually also, I just, I just took the mic because I was thinking of asking you guys a question. Um, because yeah, if you asked everyone, Because Yef, you asked a question about, like, did you feel uh, like you had to fight? But I was wondering, did you guys ever um, uh, witness a woman having to fight in the workplace and being conscious of the fact that, oh, whoa, I think now it's like a woman male thing happening and it's not fair? Did you guys ever witness that? Yeah, I feel like, um, especially a lot more earlier in my career, um, especially in, like, corporate, you start, you see it a lot more where, like, someone might be speaking and then, like, they get either cut off or they'll say something and then a man might say it again and then everyone listens to what the man has said instead of the woman. Like, it's like corporate gaslighting, do you know what I mean? And, like, in, sorry, go on. Because the next question was also, what did you do, or what did anyone else do? I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very like aware of those things. Like very, like I wouldn't ever just let that pass. So I'd probably just be like, yo, so and so was speaking, or I'd revert back to be saying like, oh, okay, if the if the guy had said the same thing twice, but oh, that's a that came from, you credit the person that it came from. But I think that's just because of the way that I was raised anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, like, I speak on this podcast a lot about my mum. And, like, my mum is a big, like, <clears throat> um, role model and just, like, taught me certain things about the way that you should move throughout this world. And I think when it comes to uh, the rights of a woman or just, like, protecting women, I think I get that from my mother. So I would always say something if that was the case. No. I think everyone would, to be fair. Um, yeah, like, uh, I've seen, I remember at a company I was at before, like, there was, um, like, a, a, a VP, and people would call her, like, a pit bull in a skirt. No, she's just a pit bull in it, bro. Like, like, she, <laughs> like, like she just has an aggression, but it's, it's almost, and it, like, as in... Pardon? What was it? Have you heard that before? A pit bull in a skirt. Have you heard that? Okay, That's a phrase. Yeah, people heard it before. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I, think like, um, heard it I, yeah. I think it's like a 50-50, but yeah, okay, it's, okay. it's a phrase. Wow. So basically what that means is that, that she was very like aggressive and, and dominant, but from a man, it's almost like, oh, he's a big boss, which is, the, the, when, you, when you hear that, it's almost like it's, uh, right. it's praise. Yeah. But when it's the other way, it's like, yeah. oh, she's, you understand? And it's yeah. like, and it's because it's also negative because you've got to think, but what about people in the company that, or your younger women, 
if, if that's the only sign of leadership, mm. that, that's the kind of thing they have to gravitate towards to, which is tough. You know, someone could be a, a, someone could be a really gentle person that has a lot of skills and attributes, and it's like, rah, I can only get to... My voice is breaking, I don't know why. Um, I, can, I can only get to certain levels if I... And that's a terrible thing to teach. Now, obviously, you know, now there are a lot more roles shared by men and women of all types of personalities, but I think um, when I heard that, I was like, rah, that's a bit... Not, I didn't say anything, I'll be honest with you, but I just felt that it was... I felt it was a bit off, you understand? Mm-hmm. And not to compare, but again, but, like, I feel that we're at a level where... People are just starting to realise that people are brilliant because they're brilliant. It's not yeah, because, thanks. oh, she's a woman. Oh, he's a black man. Mm. No, no, no. He just happens to be that. You know? Or they just happen to be that. Like, Anna's Anna because she's Anna. Like, Stephen is Stephen because he's Stephen. You understand? It's like, it, 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 it's, not, it's not a remarkable thing that that person is other. It's remarkable just how remarkable they are. It's very simple, but you know what I mean, in it? So, um, yeah, that's time on that no, no i was just gonna say i've seen it a couple of times in like real life meetings where like there might be a group of guys and then they they start rifting on one topic and it comes like a like a almost like an exclusive couple and just looking around the room then you kind of see like um some of the women in the room like just literally deflate a little bit because they know that this is a conversation that they're not going to be invited in so i think seeing that um i think maybe it's like a year and a half ago or something like that and then like since then I try not to speak first or to try to like gauge the room and make sure that the mic is part and I also feel like doing the podcast as well has helped to like because we speak to a lot of people some people have the confidence to speak um, straight away some people need to be warmed up into a conversation but uh, everybody's got something to offer so I think you've got to find I think people don't teach that in the workplace enough like the skill of like mining conversation from people around the table we tend to divert to those people that are like loudest voice or are able to fight their way to make a point or to land a point and we've all been on calls where it's become like a almost like a boxing match of like who can land the point or who can deliver it in a way more authority and like that alienates a lot of people so I think like just being very conscious now in meetings like being conscious of like a okay, cool if someone hasn't spoken um, or pointing out or just being more conscious and aware of those things, I think, is, like, something that impacted or I took away from those scenarios, but it definitely still happens, and it's a little bit sad to see that um, still happening. Um, sometimes it's not intentional. It's just the, when you've been used to things in a certain way, you go on autopilot and you go there, but I feel like you've got a role to put people to the side and just say, oh, are you aware of this? Or if I notice that uh, there's, a, there's a woman that hasn't been listened to in that meeting, then I'll go after the meeting and I'll just say, look, um, spend time to hear the idea out and say, okay, cool, yeah, okay, let's try and get on the agenda for the next meeting or something or, or call it out because I feel like it's important that that person feels like they've been seen or, or heard or valued, otherwise it can be very demoting, I imagine. I think that my experience is seeing and hearing a lot of women just being sexualized in the workplace. I think that's like the... I remember, I must have been, I don't know, like 26-ish. No, 25, new to this, new to this environment. And like hearing, you know, like older, more respectable, let's say, people, more senior people making certain comments. And I didn't join in on it. I didn't say anything like, you know, when you heard the comment, about your V, what was it, Pitbull never skirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, but because I've got my own presence of mind to know that's not how you should do things, 
I was like, all right, cool. But imagine I was an, you know, an impressionable young yeah. intern yeah. who's seeing men operate in this way and think, okay, cool. Like, I have to, I have to be part of the boys' club in order to like really feel part of this culture. I think that whole notion of boys' club is something that still exists yeah, pretty much time. everywhere in all. And you know, like we work in more progressive industries. I would say, you know, we don't work in finance or in the in banking where some of those things are like times a hundred. Yeah, you know, yeah. so. I think the sexualization of women is one thing that idiot men just can't get out of their head. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's like it's a, I don't know, it's like it's a kick to them. It's like that's how they, how they bond. And then the second thing that I wanted to say is that my, uh, so my sister, who is 20, she's working on a uni project. And a guy said to her recently that she hasn't been delivering. And the only reason no one said anything to her is because she's pretty. And she didn't, she didn't really know how to handle that. So she came home and she was obviously really upset. And like it obviously affected her self-image as well. And so I think when I heard that and I, you know, we had a discussion, it's like men have such an important role to play in how they can, to Stephen's point, like enable and facilitate safe spaces for women in, in, those, in those spaces. And I think we don't, I don't think we're conscious enough of it. I know you was about to say something, Anya, so I'll let you say your piece and then I'll ask a question to the group. That no, no, I allows. think you should carry on because um, I wanted to make one point, but you've, your second point is better than the point I okay, was going to okay, make. Okay, okay. So. <laughs> the, the, my question was just going to be, like, how can, what can men do to, I guess, number one, be more aware, but how can we create these spaces where women feel respected, they feel empowered, and they can deliver and do their best work? Like, what, what would your message be? Because we can't answer that. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I think I have to commend you guys because you're opening up this conversation and, and giving more visibility to what can be done um, for women and to allow them to be empowered. Like, I think there are a lot of talks and, like, all sorts of events and stuff which aren't just specifically for women. They're about women. Like, we went to one a couple of weeks ago. It was about women in the music industry. And there was no men there. So if you don't appear, if you don't show up, if you don't come to listen, then you're never going to know what can be done. It's an audience full of women, and the women are very, very, like, we were just like, we've heard this so many times, the conversation's like, same conversation over and over again, which we know, but if men aren't in those audiences, then there isn't going to be any change, it's just going to be the same conversation that we have with ourselves, start talking to yourself, you know? Um, so I think that would be like a good start. Not necessarily for you guys, because you've opened up this space for us, but for men listening. I think it's also a bit of a catch-22, because like women didn't make the patriarchy, so we can't dismantle it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, we need you guys, as much as you're saying like it's not for us to do that, Like I think it's important to like listen to what women are saying and then like act on that. 
because yeah, we we can't take it apart because we didn't create it. Yeah, so it's a tricky one, I think. Yeah, um, I think yeah, it's also a matter of representation, like just if you are able to, let's say, if just like a business owner is just able to hire women, then they, ju they should just do it. Because afterwards, like I thinking about um, also the subject, like what you said about representation, like appearance. And I was just thinking how, um, for example, just a simple fact, like I was searching for producing jobs and I would like the first thing I would look in a company first are there black people second are there women <laughs> and when there are even like black women I'm just like wow incredible like because it's it's double because obviously I'm a black woman so seeing people like me is like it comfort me and I'm just like oh I'm welcome there so um so there is this thing and also I also felt like a lot of the time when I had to apply for a job, and especially in the industry, like in the film industry, especially like video editors, it's so, like there are so many males like there. And um, I really often, I was really often in this position where I would just like, I would adapt myself and my appearance upon that. Mm. So because I can be more masculine, I can be more feminine, and I would just, like depending on the interview I would have, I would just like change upon that. Which is fine with me because I sort of learned to sort of de deconstruct my own, like my own perception about myself and I just think about myself much more as a fluid sort of, um, I don't know how to call it, fluid energy, fluid appearance, I don't know how you, you can call it. But I sort of learned to sort of detach myself also from the male gaze at first to be able to like sort of take on this appearance if I want to. And yeah, if maybe someone, I don't know, wants to like relate to that. Or... Um, that is perfect because I've been thinking that the one thing I'm learning is that, like you said about like the pit bull in the skirt, I feel like with women, we're either soft or we're masked and it's like we're not allowed to be both or in between or a bit of both or sometimes one and sometimes the other or completely one or completely the other it's either it's like you're a bitch yeah. or you're dominant yeah. or you're weak yeah. um, and I think what is helpful is if we all understand that we are allowed to be both or everything and nothing yeah. um, and everything in between because there are times where I'm learning that as women there's certain things that happen to us that are just normal and it allows us to to uh, process things a different way. And I think respecting the fact that, like, um, I don't want to say periods, but, like, for us, I'm, I'm starting to understand that if you, if you... We have certain things about us that allows us to think a different way and use that information a different way and understanding that, like, sometimes a woman's going to be really emotional or sometimes she's going to be really assertive it doesn't make her one way it doesn't make her another way it just makes her a person that has both or everything no, inside i don't i don't know if that makes any sense i feel like you always have to pick a side um and also understanding as a woman that like there are times where i don't know if you say you want to use that pretty privilege or something but like i think it's just about understanding that women are 
multi. Yeah. There's so many dimensions to us that you can't just say that like she has to be this or she has to be that. Like we just are what we are. No, I think you make a really good point. I think as human beings, also we are walking contradictions, and we should allow to allow to be. Like we could have chats with someone's like, "Oh, I remember last week you said that." Yeah, yeah, I said that, but I've changed my mind because I was very wrong. You understand? Very wrong. But um, I also think it just comes down to intelligence. And when I say that, I'm saying this on purpose because hopefully I've triggered. Like you think, oh, like brain power, smarts. Like there's a lot, of, a lot of intelligence, right? It could be like business, critical. But I think what's crucial here is emotional, right? Like there's some things. That I'm always amazed at the ghoul or the, 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 ironically, the balls of people to say certain things. I'm like, how have you thought something and it been able to leave your mouth and you think it's been okay? So, like, you know, like, even, even, uh, after the comment you made about, like, uh, about what you call it, um, about what you call it, Jadine, like, a person's okay to say it, but, like, um, like, there's some things that you have to think about how, how you say them and why you're saying them, right? I've, I, and I think we've all received them, but is there an example where you, maybe you, everyone, the, uh, the women in the room have been been on the receiving end of a comment which it might have not been super offensive, but it either, have you ever, it either like floored you or took you by surprise? I think so sometimes you've been, you might have heard something which is it's so strange it's like you're not even outraged you're like oh I'm just confused yeah yeah it's like is, is, this, is this happening now is there, has there ever been a time in your careers where you've just been taken aback by a comment it could be on a multitude of I'm just wondering and there's, there's no right or wrong but yeah, I mean you can give it like a it's not even a funny example well this is when this is when we were on campus and then uh, me and Kwame uh, went to get a, a Get some food, and uh, just happened to be just happened to be chicken. <laughs> and then the lady at the cafeteria, when, when she served Kwame calm, came to me and was like, "Chicken." I was like, <laughs> in, in my mind, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get a chicken," but like, you didn't need to assume that's what I was gonna. Get. Like little comments. Obviously, obviously that's a very Michael different impression. example. But like sometimes, like in the workplace, comments are are made which just don't sit yeah. right. And then to Kwame's point, because kind of what, it's a very interesting reading to someone's mind as to how they projected that or their yeah. thought process or there may be like things that you've heard commonly and I think it's important just because now from this session if we kind of hear those things or hear that it helps us to also um, pull people to the side or or to uphold some sort of standards as well so like yeah, I'm curious if there's any kind of comments that come up I think um, <clears throat> working in a corporate environment especially like at a headquarters level where there's so many different kinds of people, yeah. you're going to face microaggressions every single day. Um, but I, I've got to a point where I just kind of shut down. I don't even respond. And that sometimes I fight with myself. I'm like, I should say something. Why am I not saying something? But then that just takes me backwards because then like, I'm, I'm constantly thinking about it. I've got work to do. I've got more work to do. Like... And I feel like some people, I see people like David, for example, that would see me not say anything. I'm like, why, why won't you say something? Like, why are you not speaking up? And it's like, how many fights am I supposed to fight? Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's a struggle, but, like, you have to pick them very, very wisely. There's some that you're going to just... Also, you don't want to be the angry black woman at work. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be, like aggressive and all of these things that people like will consider you to be so the 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 fight in my head of like should I say something 
you want to like inspire those that are coming after you to feel like they can speak up, but because of the amount of fights that there are, you just have to, like, yeah, I, I don't know which ones to choose and which not to, and I'm figuring that out too. There's a lot of things I'm figuring out. Yeah. It's, it's interesting what you were saying, because I'm also, as, as an older woman listening to you guys, obviously when I started work, it was just... It was just the world of adults, how they talked, men and women, and, and kind of, you know, I also worked in light entertainment in television, so I could give you some unbelievable stories of what I just accepted as the world of adults. But what's interesting is is you ladies talking about, um, yeah, if we talk about Pitbull in the skirt, and there's me saying, I work here, and this, this is my world for the last 20 years, because... I can be myself and that's absolutely the case for me I was not willing to compromise my identity in a corporate environment because that was the only path I could see was I had to become a pit bull in a skirt if I was going to rise up or achieve stuff and I just wasn't willing to do that so it's interesting to kind of hear it identified because I've always thought oh, maybe I should have been more ambitious maybe I should have stuck with it but actually it's yeah it's about being able to be flexible as you said in how you are sometimes you're you know more emotional or sometimes you know you're feeling really on point and very strategic and you know and I think that's also the, the older I've got the more I've understood the power of women and kind of what an amazing thing it is when you can harness that and not feel like it's a weakness but actually go with it it's it's an amazing amazing thing um I also think you four you know Kieran you did a um a thing on your insta a couple of years ago when uh, that girl got killed by the policeman in London. I thought that was a really bold thing. You kind of called out to, you know, the men that were following your Insta and saying, you know, we, we have a responsibility as men to do our own bit to make the world a bit safer for our sisters, our mothers, our daughters, our, our girlfriends. And I remember showing that to um, somebody, uh, a man that... Uh, uh, was in my life at the time and I was like oh, this is amazing like for this generation to to be brave enough to say this which would have been perceived as quite weak and yeah pathetic in my generation and the the, the, the man is is in his mid-50s said yeah well I'm not sexist it was just like an instant reaction of like defending himself Whereas I was like, no, but, you know, it's a, res it's a responsibility that's being taken on by this younger generation. They're like, this is amazing. This is how things are going forward. So I do, I do see things progressing because definitely in my generation, it's very defensive. If you talk to men about stuff like this, it will be really about the fact that they're not doing anything wrong rather than trying to understand how they could be brave enough, bold enough to call out when something's not right although I have to say you'd be amazed how much I get told off in this workplace if I comment on a man's ass. I get told off straight away that I'm in fact my daughter will call me out on it as well and does it happen a lot I, I might appreciate around bottom Abby what can I say but um I love the fact that it's absolutely not acceptable for me to do it and I feel like I've got so many points that I I can I've got like get out of jail cards about I don't know a hundred comments that I could make before somebody can tell me so I was quite curious if you guys think that's out of order or not it is so you think my daughter yeah because that's she calls me out on this all the time 
think personally, again with the not te- not like people seeing you a certain way, and it's like now you have to take on that. Um, basically, how they how they film. So, for instance, um, one of my friends' friends, he's, like, a really muscular guy. In fact, I find it quite interesting when, like, guys that are really muscular, really tall, really big, are like, I don't want to be this big, scary man that you see. I'm just the person that goes to the gym regularly. And that's it. Like, sometimes I want to be the little spoon. Do you know what I mean? Um, And I remember making a comment about someone's arms and I was like oh my god because you're like big and strong and he was like actually and then he checked me and I was like do you know what that is absolutely my bad because best believe if someone said anything about my body I I can't I, I shut down I hate it so I feel like if someone says something sexual if I'm saying something sexual to somebody and it's not like it's that's the vibe absolutely they should check they should check me because I wouldn't I wouldn't take it. And I'd be like, excuse me, don't talk to me like that. You know what I mean? So I could understand how, like, as women, we're like, oh, it's not that deep, it's fine. But we should be a bit sensitive to thinking that somebody might not actually like it. Like, fair enough, yeah, they're a guy. Fair enough, men are, I guess, apparently more sexual than men or whatever. But, um, yeah, some people really might not like it. Sorry. So the younger generation is getting it because... You're, you're pulling a face, Lana, but every time you say to me, you can't say that, Mum, and every time I'm like, yes, I can, and you're like, no. So it is, it's good, I think. Lana knows best. You're going to say something, have you? <laughs> no, I wanted to respond on the question that was being asked about, like, what can we... Um, like, what can we do to, to change it? And I think Anya also made that point... Uh, because what first came into my head was basically that I think men should start by kind of admitting like, maybe I am still doing certain things that can, you know, harm the safety of of, of a woman. Um, because I think that's just the first step to just accepting like, yeah, maybe I still have certain subconscious things that I do that make women feel a type of way. And I think also just be more mindful and also, if you see your friend do something and you recognize, like, oh, in the behavior, I think that female is just not feeling comfortable or safe, that it's okay to either check your friend, but also just be like, you know, to the two to women to just check in once in a while and be like, are you are you feeling okay? Like, do you need some? Do you need to walk with you? Do you need some help? Like, I can get my other, you know, my female friend to walk with you. Just certain things like that. Um, so yeah, I think that's maybe uh, just yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I think Anna's going to add a point to that. Um, plus one to Abby. <laughs> no, I actually wanted to say when when the question was like, ask what you can do taking responsibility. That was my my answer to that in my head, uh, especially because sometimes for women you feel like you never get it right. Like if you wear just your tracksuits, you're not feminine enough. If you wear a dress, you're too provocative, you know? Like, there's, like, all these opinions about everything you do. And it's just, like, this pressure of all the opinions that's um, a bit overwhelming at, at times if you let it get into your head. So I think it's also for us women just to protect our peace and not uh, let other people's opinion always to get into our head. But then you asked the question, Kwame, about like, when did you get a comment that you like literally was so absurd you got confused? So yes, I did. And I once, and it was one of, it's sad because it was one of my first working experiences. 
so I'm kind of still um, thinking how much it shaped me, but I was at work, doing my work, and did great work, and I got great feedback, apart from the fact that the man said, um, I'm not smiling enough at work. And I looked at him, and I'm like, how do you measure this? Or how do we, like, it just, it was, I, that, I was very confused about that comment. I never understood it. I left the company after, not just because of this, but because there were a couple of other, it was just not the right culture. And actually, very recently in one of the, now this is like, well, 15 years later <laughs> from that moment, um, I got feedback uh, that I smile a lot. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'm overcompensating. Yeah. But like, is this actually common that you guys are getting? You know, how much you smile or, you know, this type of stuff. Because sometimes I feel like that's, I'm going back to my point. It just feels like there's opinion about everything about women, you know, mm. from the clothing to how you behave, how you talk, too aggressive, too little. And um, I'm not sure how to change this. And I'm not sure it has to be changed because I actually like to be women. But... Um, my thing is like, let's just think of us as humans, you know, and just treat with respect. I think that that's my number one thing. Treat with respect, whatever you're saying. You wouldn't want to be told that comment or, you know, just check yourself sometimes with this type of stuff. Help um, your mate to see it, basically. It's, it's funny because on the flip side with men, I've seen it whereby if a guy doesn't like to present or, you know, be like the loudest in the room that he's nah he, he can't be a leader he's too he's too meek or he's too passive and I feel as though there's just certain there's certain um, perceptions of what makes a strong man that sometimes men have to kind of like fall into the trap of even if even if they don't necessarily align with those ways of thinking and yeah, there's, I would also, like, please don't feel sorry for me, but I think there's also like a pressure on men to be a certain way in order to be successful, quote unquote. And, you know, like some, an example of, again, like presenting or being confident, those, those are things that by default, in a certain setting, men just have to be, otherwise they're not going to be considered for the next promotion, they're not going to be considered as the next leader. And that ultimately affects their quality of life. They don't end up making as much money. They don't end up getting as much opportunities. And I think that's really interesting that men always have to... And again, I'm, I'm not asking anyone to feel sorry for us, but there's an interesting requ requirement of men as well to be successful. Yeah, I think it goes to Nina's point in terms of um, this. a lot of systems have been set up by men, so like the characteristics of, of that role. Like I had like... Um, at work, I had like a review, and for those that know me, you know, I'm, I pride myself on being a non-conformist. That like, I will say in my mind, and um, like they, they, like before they even got to the review, I was just like, I know how this is gonna go. You guys are gonna talk to me about, oh, oh, was I smiling? Was I happy? Was I in the mood? And then I went on off and just say, look, sometimes if I'm pissed off, I'm allowed to be pissed off as long as I'm not rude to anybody, offending anyway. That's completely fine. And, like, because they had these standards of, like, what I needed to be or what just... I'm, my mood can change up and down. That's just me. That's just me. And so, like, when you were saying that, yeah, it's, it's interesting because there are certain standards and characteristics. Like, I don't like, I don't like presenting all the time because I, I say to Kwame, like, our meetings are boring. It's just long. So I'm like, I don't want to speak. It's just long. I'd rather be watching cartoons or something else. I don't need to present. <laughs> 
But like, there's this kind of like, oh yeah, you need to do this, and like, it's like it's a, some it's like really token gestures or like we have this leader, you've got to say, you've got to present for five minutes because that's your big opportunity to be seen. So I just replied like, I don't want to be seen. Yeah. I don't. I'm happy in the back. I don't want to be seen. So I think it's like interesting. Like some of these things are set up, and then you kind of get coax into thinking that that's what you need to be or there isn't and I think it comes down to like um, representation if you see different types of uh, leaders some that, like even when I when I first joined the company I was compared to what I am now I was quiet like I didn't say anything but at the time I remember getting like chastised like, oh you're not you're not speaking enough you're not vocal enough yeah. and then now they're complaining that I'm too vocal. So. <laughs> Shouldn't I never learn them inside? <laughs> but yeah, it's just interesting picking off that point in terms of like the characteristics set there and then just ways on how to break that. I think it just needs a changing of the guard, like in terms of like those people at the top and then, like you said, the new generation come through that obviously know these things and know better that like they need to be in positions of authority so that they can actually uh, carry out the change that needs to happen because whilst people still occupy those roles, those thoughts are still going to be prevalent as much as people want to change. Can I ask a a question to someone uh, on this table here if she wants to answer? Because we're talking a a lot about the new generation. What what do you feel of uh, of this conversation or is there maybe something that um, jumped out for you? Um, well, I think it's just really inspiring to see so many women. Um, but also, I'm quite like disappointed that not much has changed because there's still a lot of sexism like around, especially at my school, definitely. Because there's like, for example, if we were in PE, it's like, oh, can I have a few strong boys to help carry this? Wow. Lana, just to, for context, what, what 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 year are you in, and how old are you? Um, I'm 14, okay, so I'm in yeah. the second year of secondary school. Okay. So yeah, but it's also I got told at primary school there was this boy that kind of bullied me a bit, not a lot, but I would always get told he just likes you, like he has a crush on you. That's why he's doing it. Like that may be a reason, but it's not an excuse. <laughs> well said. Well said. <laughs> I think that's beautiful said, and I think it's also um, very nice that you are capable to reflect on it this way, and also very strong that you're able to recognize little things like that. So I hope it also gives you the power to know that you you will you will you will fight it and you will be fine. But I'm very uh, I'm very sad also that, like you said, that you also still see certain things that we might experienced that we might think that have changed but you're basically uh, saying like it's still there and you 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 still see it can I ask so, a question was you about to say something I just wanted to ask a question so um, I think we're talking a little bit about like sexism discrimination etc if someone says some like borderline racist shit to me in a professional environment you guys know me I'll say something like crazy sarcastic or intelligent to make them feel mad stupid like that's my go-to tactic but what is what what is the what is the like what do you guys do if someone says something that's out of place how if someone if the PE teacher says I need some strong boys like how can you as a woman 
correct people without coming across like the angry black woman or like, do you guys have any tips or any um, things that have worked well for you in those spaces where you, you're trying to correct people's actions and words? So I can um, talk about a situation uh, that I had at work where I actually wanted to correct someone. Um, so there was an intern asking in an open room office um, because I wanted to have the windows open and then I wanted to have it closed because I have my period. And that's happen happening. You get warm, you get cold. So I just wanted to have it open and closed. And then that intern basically asked very loud, are you pregnant? It was in front of my manager. It was in front of, I don't know, five people. And I said, hey, I want to react really calm to you now, but I want you to know you're never going to ask this question again because there are women who can't get pregnant. You are asking this in front of my manager. What if I was pregnant? What if I don't want it? Well, like, there's all these things. I don't think he will ever do that again. I put himself back into a very awkward position, but I just, I just needed... I've, I felt I needed to educate him so he, he doesn't do that again. Um, I think it's answering with respect and trying to as much as you're very heated in that situation and you, like, you want to cry or whatever happens to you, but it's just being, yeah, being aware of that education, that, yeah, yeah that educational moment. Um, I think it goes back to my point that I was my, saying my, my. Um, <clears throat> previously around picking the battles and not knowing, like, deciding when is the best time to speak up and when isn't. And, like, I think we're in an environment and in a world where you kind of have to clap back. Like, everything needs to be swift, like, quick. Yeah, that was a good clapback, that kind of thing. And I'm just, I'm just not that kind of person. Like, I'm quite introverted. I speak when I know I have something to say. Um, and I think we shouldn't be afraid to pause and, like, take it in, digest it, think about what you're going to clap back with, and then put it in an email or say, can I give you some feedback, like, a day, two days later? Because as that angry black woman, that will be, penal I'll be penalised for clapping back and saying something that I'm going to regret. And I don't think <clears throat> in, in the environments that I can be in that it's going to be received well. So sometimes I have to just be like, okay, this is, I'll go home and speak to Nina about it. Or do you know what I mean? Like you, you bring the people that you know, know you yeah. and, and can support you with some like certain conversations to the table and help you to, to kind of combat what you kind of been through. Do you know what I mean? And if I can add something, I think, um, especially in environments where they sort of promote like this in inclusivity and and just being able to be who you are and all of this vocabulary, this this sort of um, this sort of cloud of word that 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 some institutions or organizations use, like you feel like you almost 
like you shouldn't say anything because they thought about it before. They thought about you that you should feel great because they have a I don't know a diversity officer and all kind of people who are supposed to be there for you to feel good. And I really strong strongly felt that when I was um, studying like uh, in a design school in the Netherlands. Um, because it was also design and art, I think there is this sensitivity. Like I felt that was very an environment where it, it, it like all of these were very much important um, because there was this, uh, this sensitivity and everything. But at the end, there was the same problem in, as in every other institutions. So I felt it was even like more difficult to address them because they wouldn't accept that they were like really like big problems, but they would say no. Like we did everything for for you to feel good. Why do you feel? Why don't you feel good? Those words or those inclusive officers is yeah. basically some in some kind of way weapons that they have in their back. Like no, but it's not the case because we have this, we have mm -hmm. this, we have this. It's almost like sugar coating. I felt and. My way to respond to that was to be, um, to really sort of, you know, like it's something you said about smiling. Um, and this is the, my, my answer most of the time wasn't to just like go on the same ways as them and like smile and be like super, no, I was like, this is it, you know. And I felt that that was my response um, for for this and just, being like roughly myself, <laughs> that was that was it. Yeah. Yo, go on. And I wanted to. Sorry. Uh, sorry, no worries. I wanted to actually ask a question. Uh, I, I know we might be actually maybe starting to wrap up slowly, but um, I have a question. And before that, I also wanted to clear my name a bit. So, when I said I was fighting, it was not physical fight. <laughs> Just saying, you know, no, I was I reflecting. This yeah. is a record. <laughs> I think, I think Just to be it. clear, no physical fighting. <laughs> But the question was, because I love the conversation, but we also touch on a lot of topics that are a little bit more like differences or maybe challenges. But at the same time, um, there is a lot of great things we can right. do. And also we're just um, human at the end of the day. So regardless of differences and the topics we discussed, like there are things we done that we are proud of and I just wanted to know because yeah. this is a unique opportunity to sit at this table with all these women like what is something you've done you're proud of and just being able to vocalize it as well yeah that's where I was, I was heading okay I'm, I'm so glad. I'll I'm stole glad. your question but I want to hear I'm glad I'm glad because yeah I was feeling I, mean, I, sit, I was sitting and just like listening obviously I haven't really said much today because I really wanted you guys just to have an open forum to talk and just like listen to each other and for us to listen to you guys too but The, like one of the main reasons why we brought you around this this table today is because a lot of you guys, all of you guys are doing amazing things in your lives and like we really wanted to like champion some of that shit as well, you know. So um, to Anna's point, yeah, we'd love to like hear some of the things that you're proud of, the things that you're doing outside maybe or like just things you're doing in your life that you think are just like, you know, dope, yeah. So I know, I, know I, can, I can tell y'all, but I'd rather y'all... <laughs> So, so for me, so um, yeah, I'm gonna hand the mic over to someone. It's funny because it kind of circles back to a point we had earlier around like tooting your own horn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We've got we've got designers in the house. We've got DJs in the house. We've got makers. We've got all this, everybody in this house. So 
Please talk, talk, tell us, man. You don't gotta be shy. Like, well, I love that. Yeah, go on, Olive. Man, like, please. One, one thing I'm trying to do is get over this imposter syndrome mm, stuff. So, yeah, here I is. Hello, hello. Let's go. Um, so, one thing I'm super proud of, and before I talk about like my career and stuff, um, I'm super proud that, in fact, this is kind of about my career, that my career inspires my nieces and nephews. They're like my favorite people in this world. Amazing. And one of them is. He loves trainers. Everything he does, anytime I'm in London, he asks for my iPad. He asks me to go onto Google or Nike.com and uh, screenshot a, a picture of a shoe and he's drawing on it. He's finding images from the latest movies that wow. he's watched. He's cutting them out on Procreate and pasting them on and decorating them and making, basically doing Nike ID really for himself, but like the most custom, beautiful things. And that makes me super proud because. That's exactly the type of things that I used to do when I was younger. And I looked up to my brother when he was drawing. And it's, it's um, what's the word? It's elevated into my career now. And my career is that I am a designer. Everything I am wearing today Come on. is a bit of me. Come on. Which is amazing to me that I can create my own clothes. And that makes me super proud because, like we were talking about body image, I'm able to create the clothes that make me feel good, that make me look good. And they make others look good too. So I'm super proud. Wavy, wavy, wavy. Jeez. Thanks. <laughs> Anyone else? Uh, sorry, I feel like I've been I'm going to put you guys on blast if you don't take the mic. That's talking too much. Um, I am, and maybe that's a very female thing to say, I'm actually most proud of being a mum to my two daughters um, because having two daughters is fucking brilliant. Um, and uh, I'm a single mum for both of them. And I think that what's really cool about it is my mum was a single mum and she inspired me so much because she achieved... She never complained. She always said it was her power and her strength that she could be have me all to herself. And I kind of feel like that with the daughters as well. It's like you stand on your own two feet, have joy in life, do the things you're passionate about. I'm super lucky or, I don't know, maybe I've just made good choices that I get to do work that I'm really, really passionate about with like-minded souls for the right reasons. Um, so I, I have joy with work. And then I also just have absolute respect and just look at my daughters in awe and just can't wait to see what they're going to do with their lives. So that's what I'm most proud of. Amazing, amazing. Oh, you got the mic, have you? Lovely. I've been waiting to get you guys on the floor for ages. Yeah, I think so. We better make sure. <laughs> um... Um, I'm I'm proud of a lot of the things that I do, but I, I and I call myself humble. We was having a conversation about it um, a couple of weeks ago. I say I'm just humble, like I don't really like to talk much about what I do, and I've realised that that is a product of imposter syndrome, which is very very mad. Um, I am a brand marketeer. The role that I'm in right now is the role that I wanted to do. So although it's Amazing. been quite a long journey. I, I feel very accomplished and now I'm kind of like, shit, what's next? Because this was as far as yeah, I could see yeah, myself. I um, outside of just, I don't, I, it's just vibes. <laughs> I just want, <laughs> I want to bring people know. together. I want to create, I want to make people feel good and feel happy and feel loved. And like myself and my partner, Nina, who's sitting right next to me, um, we create stuff. Like we create everything. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't even know what we... We're still trying to establish what it is. I don't know if you want to share a, anything. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we, don't, we don't know. We just, like, we want people to feel when they receive from us. Like, we, Abby obviously commissioned us for um, her women's event. We made goodie bags. Um, like, we're, we're just kind of creatives that like to turn our hand to, like, that cherry on top of anything that anybody is doing like in events like if you want that extra va-va-voom <laughs> then come to us and yeah, we'll try yeah, and, yeah. and create something for you and Nina's obviously got her camera here she is a very amazing photographer um, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of her photography Aww. coming soon amazing yeah, yeah man come on man <laughs> breathe <laughs> no <laughs> That's cool, man. I'll quickly share as well. Uh, I think I might be um, on the scale of corporate jobs, the most corporate from the group, but I still want to share because maybe there are listeners there are thinking of corporate jobs as their career, and that's good as well. Uh, so I, uh, I work in e-commerce and Nike as well. Um, started about eight years ago, and now I'm um, leading a team of people, and I think that what uh, I'm proud of is when you lead people, when you are like managing people, you you really can have impact on their lives. So sometimes it's this one good career advice that you give to them or you help them overcome something that they struggle with and it changes the trajectory of their life. And that's really important, really impactful, something that gives me uh, joy every day. And then on a personal level, I think um, as a woman, I'm also really proud of, um, it took me a long time. But I think I got to a space where I accepted um, that I, I can go after what I want, regardless what the expectations of society are. And that's a really good place to be at. Amazing, amazing. Aji? Yeah. Yes. No, I was going to okay. ask if you had something to say. Um, yeah, defining oneself is not an easy task, right? Um, I think, like, now I define myself, um, what I'm the most proud of, I think, is the fact that I define myself m much more in relation to others um, than before. Uh, because, like, I had this very moment of my life, like, like a year ago, where it was sort of a big shift in my life, like, just shift of perspective and and mentality and I was so into myself and so into understanding who I am and trying to understand yeah what's what's the point of it all and everything and then from there um, I could sort of like the curve sort of went up and I could discover that actually people can be part of my inner landscape like people can help me grow and I think this is where I am at the moment and I and this in this curve, I created a um, co-created a club with a friend, a filming club, um, also uh, a show that I called the Blue Talk Show, where I would invite a friend and we would talk about a topic. Um, and I think, yeah, just the medium of uh, film, like videography, was just there as a way to sort of support that. I think. And that's much more like the, the place I see myself in right now. And, and it goes along also with what I said a bit at the beginning, uh, this entrepreneur um, thing and just connecting back with um, people in my hometown, just making like um, collaborating. Yeah, 
collaborating to make something I'm, we are proud of. Like that's the thing I think for me uh, at the moment. Yeah. Riam, <laughs> this is your moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so I guess it's like a personal, but I don't know. Anyway, um, so this is one of these kind of things that I've been like fighting for a long time, like being a woman and being maternal and being a person that cooks and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, it's one of those things that it's like I hate the fact that, I don't know if I hate the fact that I'm good at it, I don't know, but um, I'm proud of myself because I am creating a supper club at the end of the month. It might be this month or next month, I'm not sure yet. Um, and it's basically something that I've been doing for years. And the other day, um, I feel like God really like pushed me to see all the things I had done before, and I've done it multiple times. I've always done these things where I like bring people together and I cook, um, and I just create a vibe. Um, so now I'm going to monetize it. Amazing, <laughs> amazing, 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 amazing. Um, um, I think I'm proud of learning to be more kinder to myself and actually doing it more. And I still have a lot of steps to make. But I think... Why are you laughing at you? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, but um, that's something that I'm proud of and that I just keep trying. Oh, man. Yeah. That's really dope. Um... <laughs> Go, go. Go on, Lana. Go on, Lana. <laughs> She's going to pass. All right. Um, does anyone else want to say something that they're proud of? Kwame? Lawyer? Um, I'm actually proud of my mindset. Um, I think... I'm proud of my career too, but I think what I discovered in the last couple of months that I really want to help and I want to give back um, to community, I still find my way of doing it, but um, I really want to learn Dutch now after six years being here. It's very embarrassing um, in order to give back to community and to go out there. And I think I'm very proud of that mindset of always want to help. And I started to like go to community things and just dive right in even though I don't know anyone or I don't I don't take anyone there and it's it's things I'm I'm seeing there of like working with people who don't have as much and just seeing the joy of of working with them or like doing fun things with them it's just so beautiful and it gives me back so much energy um so yeah I'm very proud of doing that and doing that more um and finding myself in that Amazing, amazing. Um, you know, as I was listening to you guys today, <clears throat> I had to just sit back and just kind of think, like, we're really privileged to have you all in our lives. Um, especially on a, on, on a sense that, like, we can actually just come and chat to you guys on a level. Do you know what I mean? Whether that's, like, for advice or, like, just to hear how you guys are doing. And for you guys to come and sit on our platform and talk and share for us that's a big deal man so i really want to thank you guys for coming through showing love speaking being open and vulnerable and um yeah thank you again as well for letting us have the space oh, no, no. Huh? oh. Yeah. 
Um, so, so yeah. Um, thank you again, guys, for just coming through. Like, yeah, we're really proud of the shit that you guys do, the things you do within your corporate lives and your personal lives. And just keep shining, because, like, it doesn't go unnoticed, in it? Like, there's so much stuff that you all should be very, very proud of, that we're all proud of you for as well. So, yeah, thank you again. And with that, I'll say, you've been listening. You've been listening to the Out of Folk podcast. With your boys, Kieran, Yaf, Stephen, Kwame. Thank you.